On today's show, how worried are you about the Dallas Mavericks, about Luka Doncic, about the Luka Kyrie pairing, about the Mavs defense, about the roster going forward? We'll give you our worried meter on all those things and more on today's Lot of Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. <laughs> believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know what's the thing you're worried the most about we're gonna do our worried meter on a bunch of different things today luca the pairing with luca and Kyrie, nico harrison jason kidd josh green losing some minutes we'll do all that today but give me the one thing you're worried about the most it could be off season could be going into the playoffs rest of the season let us know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the worry wart, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Actually, I'm a warrior, so this is kind of uh, <laughs> This is your idea. So. <laughs> uh, I know, because this is what I do. Um, I, I have a food combination question for you at the top. Isaac, who among us adds another day in their life by worrying? What's the? <laughs> We're not going down this route right now. Um, <laughs> Come on, Pastor Isaac, tell me. Somebody told me the other day that chili and cinnamon rolls go together. Like that's a common um, pairing. That like like meat, beans, like chili. Yes, or not like, like chili powder. <clears throat> not like poured over the top, but like it's the combination of like hey. You know, I like literally multiple people are telling me like, yeah, you didn't grow up like every time your mom made chili, you also made, you know, cinnamon rolls to eat as a dessert. And I was just like dumbfounded. I've never, I, it's such a weird pairing. What is going on? Cinnamon and rolls, I just wanna, cinnamon rolls are reserved for Thanksgiving morning and for Christmas morning. We always have cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so I need people to tell me in the comments, is this a thing that you grew up with? Is this normal, that combo together or... Are you with me in that? That's kind of insane. My mom always used to do pork chops and applesauce, and she would always like say like pork chops and applesauce. Like that would like the applesauce would be the side with with pork chops, and I didn't really get it. And it was an episode of the Brady Bunch, and it was like one of those things where it was I think it was the middle kid Bobby or have fun with that. Whoever the middle kid is, I, don't, I think Bobby's the youngest boy. <laughs> the middle boy was like walking around, and he was like trying to investigate and. All he could think of was that's what they were having for dinner was pork chops and applesauce. He kept saying that over and over again. So that's the that's a pairing that like came out of nowhere that came from my mom's TV watching as a child. So yeah, maybe now I'm worried about you. Maybe chili, maybe chili <laughs> and uh, cinnamon rolls comes from somebody like I don't know from some show back in HR Puffin stuff or something. That's a show my dad used to watch. Uh, all right, we're gonna do our worried meter on the Dallas Mavericks. Let's start with this one. We'll do it a scale of zero to ten. Ten is the most worried. We're like. It's keeping us up at night, yeah, basically. The sirens are going off. Yeah. Zero is not worried at all. Sleeping like a baby. It's fine. Luka Doncic. Let's start with let's start with him. Everything rises and falls with him. His maturity. Jason Kidd's talked about it. We've talked about it. 
the technicals, he's reached, what, 13 now? Get 15, what, 15, 16, and he gets suspended for a game in the regular season. How worried are you about Luka Doncic right now? Um, Three. I mean, yeah, I, I just, <clears throat> we talk about it a lot. We've talked about it over the past few days because Jason Kidd, you know, basically called him out you know, after after a game, and he's talked about the maturity, the text, and all that stuff. So it's been like a talking point for some Mavs, you know, fans over the past few days at least. Uh, but on the grand scheme of things, it's it's so far down the list of things that need the you know needs to like change or like for them to be a title thing like that needs to that needs to change. He has to get better at it, but. You know, I'm not sitting there saying Luca getting a text, man. That's the reason why they're not getting the title. But for him to reach the next level of him as a player and like what he wants to be in his career and what all he could accomplish, that's part of what he has to change. So for the, his career, you're you're low. Like just if you're looking in the grand scheme of things, you're, you're low worried. What about this this season specifically? I mean, I might up it like one more, like four, J- just because. Just because I think, you know, this team could go off and win, you know, three or four in a row. And I, you know, we might not, I don't think you're going to talk as much about his like maturity if they're like winning a ton of games, but he's going to get more frustrated whenever they lose. And it's like, all right, you see, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac comes up with this thing at the top of the show says, I'm a worrier. I I worry about things. And the first thing that we throw out that everyone's talking about right now, he's like, you know, it's like a four. It's like nothing. nothing. I'm trying to get better. I'm a seven. I'm a seven this season because I think it oh, re- crap. it is really holding this team back this season. And I also don't think it's going to get better this season. So that's why that's why it's worried for me. This I'm worried about it this season. Maybe I should be a zero because I just have accepted what it is at this point. But well, <laughs> I am worried about it. For his career, I put like a four or five. I'm I'm not I think eventually he'll get there. He's tw- just turned 24. He's getting to the point of his career where he has to start taking things really seriously. And, and usually guys at this point, when did Jordan win his first title? What, 26? LeBron, kind of the same thing, 27. It takes guys a little bit in their career in order for them to take a step forward in life, take a step forward in basketball, and mature. Like It just does. Remember what J.J. Barea said on J.J. Reddick's pod before last season? He's like, at, one, at some point, Luka's going to mature he's going to get you know he's, he's going to get better conditioning and all that kind of stuff and it's over for the league at that point but okay, so for, so are, for this season i am worried about it is there more because i was ranking that based off just the maturity part of luca me too i'm more worried about okay okay because i would say if you wanted to lump in conditioning and how much he tries on defense i think i think and the, some the, of that then then i'm a little bit more worried yeah i think the trying but, on defense is maturity but like the maturity part of like we've seen him kind of flip the switch with refs to where he's gotten towards the end there yeah. of like needing one more tech and stuff and he's kind of like toned it down some. I could see that if they start, you know, they go on a little winning streak and and all that. But yeah, Ke- on the, I was on the fan today and Kevin Gray Kevin Gray asked me, uh, "How worried are you about Luca getting suspended?" I'm like zero, zero out of a hundred. He's like, "Wait, why?" And I was like. Because he's done this the last two two years. He gets to like 13, 14, and then he just stops. He turns it off, which is one of the reasons why it's so frustrating to see him argue with the refs and, and not get back on defense because he's upset about a call. Because we've seen him sw- totally switch gears at the end of a season when a suspension is on the line, right? And so that's what's so frustrating about this. But uh, it, that that definitely is something to be concerned about. Let's do another one here, here before we move on to uh, Luca and Kyrie as a pairing because I think it's a bigger conversation. How worried are you about Jason Kidd 
and the Mavs coaching staff right now. There have been many jokes made, maybe in the Lockdown NBA DMs, about <laughs> year two Jason Kidd. Are we experiencing year two Jason Kidd, and how worried are you? Um, uh, uh, I'd say an eight. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. I was an eight too. I'm kind of worried about it. There's a lot of different strings on it, but just, you know, I don't know, just how the, it seems like, yeah, it's hard to talk about this, but just like the player's response to at times, uh, just some of the, some of the schemes. So it's beyond, cause it's hard to talk about because it's beyond just the, well, he didn't call a timeout in the fourth right. there, so he sucks. Or, you know, he didn't play this guy this amount of minutes, so he's bad. It's like a collective of like a bunch of random things. And some of that is how some of the players respond and Lucas stuff this year. And, you know, some of the rotation stuff has been, uh, or still experimenting to the extremes with, you know, Justin holiday starting when he didn't have a team a few days ago. Yeah. I have an eight on this as well. And I, 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 I agree with you when you say it's hard to kind of explain this because Coaching is like an iceberg. You see that we see probably like the 10%. You see the stuff during the games, but everything else, the development of guys, which has been good so far. Josh Green, yeah. Jalen Brunson last year, other guys. That like that stuff has has been okay. But then there's practice, there's, you know, like travel, there's, you know, how guys feel about him, like what he says in in huddles. Like we don't know that. We're not close enough to hear that. And uh, even the people that are close enough to hear that don't like hear all that stuff or know, know what goes on in the innermost thoughts of players and what they think of the coach and stuff like that. I do know he's not making the situation better right now, right? Like, I think that's something that you can see from a coach. You can, you can look at this team and be like, this team is not being elevated by the coaching staff. Last year, it was, right? I think last year we saw this team get elevated by the coaching staff. I, I don't think I'm seeing that this year. And that's why I have, yeah. that's why I'm an eight. That's why I'm worried about it. I don't know how much I would lump the whole coaching staff into that, but it, it, it all, it's, it's all, it's all together, right? Like, okay. A lot of people just blame just the top guy, Jason Kidd, but I, I, it's everybody, right? Like, okay. Sean Sweeney gets none of the blame because the defense is not good this year. We gave him a ton <laughs> of credit last year because the defense was good. We, we don't, we don't. Uh, okay. It's time for a break. I'm waiting for you to go to break. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say something controversial. If I keep on going, then it's going to go longer than the, the break. <laughs> Isaac Harris, once again, using the break timing to, to the NBA channel manager, using the break time as a way to get out of a topic. Uh, coming up, let's talk about the Luka Doncic-Kyrie Irving pairing. We've seen them for, what, five games? They're one and four in those games. They All four of the losses have come down to crunch time. They have lost all of them in clutch games. The only one game they won, it was against the Spurs. How worried are you about the Luka Kyrie pairing? We'll talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. I was on FanDuel today. I'm going to do something that's going to hurt. Ooh. It's going to hurt your heart a little bit, but let's let's appreciate it for what it is right now. Let's do it. Jalen Brunson, <laughs> most improved. He's plus 500. He actually moved up 100, 100 uh, odd points, whatever you want to call that. Larry Markin is still minus 280. For most improved player. So he's the odds on favor to win it. Brunson's behind him at plus 500. SGA plus 500. Yeah, why is it SGA number one on this? What are we doing? So there you go. If you feel like SGA should be number one, if you feel like Brunson should be number one, I think he's taking the biggest leap. If you think about the beginning of last season to now where he is, that's hugely, that's bigger than SGA's leap even too. So uh, go check it out on FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown to do your no sweat first bet. See what's available for you. They also have... 
uh, all kinds of other stuff, PGA Tour, NHL, Aussie Rules Football, tons of other stuff you can check out, uh, all that, locked on, or fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day and every post game. We are here for all your post game needs, including after the Sixers game. We will have a post game episode for you. No Maybe. matter what no, happens. Just no, kidding, guys. Just kidding. No matter what happens. No matter what we're happens. About, we're about to see a ton of zone played from Dallas. <laughs> Joel Embiid rested on Wednesday against the Heat so that he could play the second night of a back to back against the Mavericks on TNT. So. Time to dust off the two-three zone and dare Philly to shoot about fifty. And threes. and he's motivated because of the MVP. Like I think he's very motivated. So yeah, Perk's gonna be hyped. Perk like Kendrick Bergen. <laughs> yeah. No oh boy. <laughs> worried meter. We're doing our worried meter. How worried are you on a scale of zero to ten? The Luca Kyrie pairing so far, Isaac Harris. Oh, I, I'm gonna put this like at uh, two, like. Maybe three. I I just that's exactly what I had too. Was a two. I be, I believe too much in the pairing on the basketball court. They're too smart. They're too smart players. Yes. I love like I get it. It's been five games. I get it. They've only had one win on their belt. I, they're gonna. I feel very fairly confident that they will figure figure the thing out. So I'm not very I'm not very worried. I'm not worried about this pairing either. I, I think they will figure it out. It, it's going to take a little bit more time than I thought possibly. However, we've still seen like really good offense from, from these two guys. We've still seen really good stuff from them. In the last two games, Kyrie hasn't been particularly good individually. And so if he's he's better individually, they will probably win the Lakers game. They probably win the, the Pacers game. And then what are we talking about now? It's like completely different. If he hits a few more shots, it's all yeah. different. And and we've we've seen over his career. It's not like we're asking a, you know, a 39% from the field shooter to shoot 50%, right? We're asking a guy that's been one of the best shooters in the NBA, one of the best playmakers in the NBA to just be to just be himself, right? To just be as good as he has been. So that that's why I'm not super worried about them. Defensively I am, but like the Mavs have so many more issues defensively that they, they just have they to ma- figure that out. Yeah. They made it work with Luka and Brunson. They can try to figure stuff out, but it's also like yeah. Um the offensive rating for Luca and Kyrie Irving together so far in 251 possessions. That's like two and a half full games if they played like all 48 minutes. Uh, 127.9 points per 100 possessions. That's inc- that's really high. That that's really good. And their coaches. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. He's he's not playing. So like that's them. Um, if they go out and beat Philly and Phoenix, how how's the conversations after those games? Uh. It's like this. I mean, we we it, the, everything will change completely 180. And and like, okay, it would that, that be that's, yeah. Would that be fair? Because there's they are still trying to figure things out. Like they still have new guys. Is it mm-hmm. is it would it be completely unfair of us to just completely flip on a dime if they beat both of these two teams? Uh and be like, they figured it out. They got it. Like, like they, they figured something We're out. We're not flipping. And they're going to win. Like, I, I'm not going to be, like, I don't know what I would be flipping because I'm not, like, overly freaking out about everything right now. I just need more. I need a, I need a 10 to 15 game span. And they're like, you know, two and 13 before I'm like, oh crap. Like, now the sky's they're, falling. They're I just one, still They're think, one and four right now. They're one and five in their last couple of games here. So, we're, I know, but we're getting close, also, to, getting close to your magic number there. 
yeah, let's let's get ten to fifteen games in, yeah. and then I'll and then I'll be like freaking out. So there's no like flipping. That's why I'm. It's it's a little perspective stuff of like, dude, like they could if they win the next two games, then everybody's like, I'm talking about a roller coaster of emotions. Like after the Lakers Pacers games, I, my confidence was was taken down a step of this team as far as how confident I would be against like the Grizzlies or the Kings even or like some of these other teams. I, I just took it took a step down. I would be. Really, like before this weekend or before some of these games, I'd be really confident. And now I'm like, all right, their holes may just be too big. They don't have leadership on the court. That's really glaring right now, and I don't know if they have enough time to add it. Coaching seems to be an issue right now. Uh, and so Marcus Aldridge still available. It really not it, these these last couple of games really knocked me down a peg. So if they won, well, we were also it, projecting though. Like I know we were showing confidence of playing some of these you know teams in the playoffs, but that was before we even seen Luca and Kyrie play together a lot. We still haven't. I mean, it's just five games, and so we were already projecting a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, this duo. So like, <clears throat> in in that confidence, I was projecting of like, all right, they had 22, 23 games at that point of projecting. Now they're down to 19 games left. Now we'll see how they. Kyrie said something interesting after the game the other night, and he said that you know, oh did he? <laughs> Touche. He he said he's putting a lot of pressure on himself right now, and he's also it's real. It's this has been a harder transition than he kind of expected. It seemed like because he talked about a lot of these issues we're dealing with right now. We would figure out in preseason. We would figure out in yeah. a training camp. It's nonverbal communication. It's all these things. And so maybe, like you said, it maybe it does take like a 15, 10, 15 game stretch. The problem is they only have like <laughs> they only have like. 15 or so games left. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that, that, that has become an issue there, but the Luca and, and Kyrie pairing, I I'm not really concerned about, um, no. let's do the Mavs defense. How concerned are you about the Mavs defense? Well, <laughs> how do you want to wear this? Cause it's 10. The sirens are you know going off. Everybody get to the bunkers, but it's, it's almost like I've just accepted it though. It's like, <laughs> Hey, I live in Tornado Alley, so I just accept the fact that I'm going to be going to my bunker, you know, a handful of times a year. Like, you live there. This is this is kind of the – yeah, <clears throat> I think it's a lot of it's roster construction. I, do, I just don't – you know, call me a pessimist here, but I just don't expect our defense to, you know, really improve. Yeah, I can see where you would say zero because you've just accepted what it is. Like, you yeah. just accepted what it is. I'm at a 9.5. And the only reason why I'm not at a 10 <laughs> and 9.5 as far as, like, uh, I'm worried about them. That's going to be their biggest weakness. If they figure out some of these other things that I think they can, their biggest weakness still because of personnel, like you said, because of um, you know the guys they've lost and because of the, the they haven't been together and played together long enough, these guys that the maps have now, it, that's going to be the thing that's going to, they're going to lose the playoff series because of is that. And yeah. the only reason why I'm not a 10 is that Max Kleber just came back. Like I, that gives Ooh. me, gives me a 0.5, not even a full point, just a, just a 0.5 because I thought you were going to say Christian Wood blocks. So, I mean, well him and him and Maxi together, that at least makes Christian Wood more playable. So we'll see what happens with that. But true. But with Maxi coming back, you at least have one guy that's connective tissue between some guys. He's also a backline, which adds a lot. If he's if he becomes more of a vocal leader, which we saw a little bit against that Pacers team, I think he sat on the sidelines and watched a lot and realized, oh, Dorian's gone. Somebody's got to be calling out, you know, like uh, like strays and, you know, and all that kind of stuff and figuring out where guys <laughs> need where guys need to go. I was trying to figure out what what did Captain America say in the Avengers movie? He was like, you call out, pa- oh, you call out Patterson strays. He would know that to Iron Man. 
Uh, I was about to say Avengers Assemble. Let's get shawarma. Have you had shawarma? Let's get shawarma. Let's do another food thing. Uh, coming up, let's talk about Josh Green because I'm, I am a little worried about this. And we'll talk about Josh Green and why I'm worried about it. Coming up. But before we do, we got another. Let's go. There you go. We're back. <laughs> uh, I just straight <laughs> autopiloted right into that non ad read. I could have done, done a fake one, but for you, the audience, for you listening right now, you're welcome. I didn't do an extra ad. We're doing our worried meter scale of zero to 10. We should have had better help for today. Oh, I need, I need some better help. I had a therapy, <laughs> I had a therapy session on Tuesday and it was, it was really good. I just needed to talk some things out. I'm, I, I have, I have not gotten to the point where I've talked about the Mavericks. I was going to say, in you're in there talking no, about I've, it. I've not gotten to that point yet. Maybe because there's enough stuff going on up here that I need to figure out. But yeah, like Twitter's tough right now. <laughs> Mavs, Dude, some man. guy called me fat in my DMs. <laughs> Mavs man is still bothering me. Oh. Uh, I have not talked about the Mavs in my therapy session, but uh, we'll see. Um, Josh Green losing minutes to Justin Holiday. His minutes seem to have taken a, a step down, whether it's to Justin Holiday or whoever else, Tim Hardaway, Bullock, whoever. How worried are you about just just Josh Green's role right now and the direction it seems to be heading? This one's tough because I just don't understand it. Like, I don't, shocking here, I don't care who starts. Like, I don't care the fact that Justin Holiday starts and Josh Green comes off the bench. I care more about who plays the most minutes. Like, Josh, like, if Josh came off the bench and still got, you know, 30, 35 minutes, sign me up. I'm like, still playing a lot. But the other night, it's like he lost a lot of minutes to Justin Holiday. Yeah. And I'm like, it hasn't been, I mean, he hasn't been shooting the ball that bad, right? Like, so I, I'm kind of worried, but I'm more worried about kid what kid thinks of than actually like josh is a player right now so i don't know five six i had a six on this as well and i appreciate you being consistent with the not worrying about starting when it came to christian Wood at the beginning of the season and now with josh green later in the season i appreciate the consistency yeah. on that take um <laughs> josh green though i mean he went from after the trade 30 he played 40 minutes in that clippers game that they won um 37, 40 minutes against the Kings that second game, the first one with Luka and Kyrie, 37 in that, that Timberwolves game. And now last couple of games against Denver, it was 29, which is whatever. I don't even count that one. Uh, the Spurs, it was 25. They had that game pretty much in hand. But these last two, Lakers, 15 minutes. Pacers, 22 minutes. And it's just like, okay, he was he was doing good things. He got in some foul trouble in the Lakers game. I'll get, I'll give Jason Kidd that one. But even if he's playing him 22 minutes, we were sold that Josh Green was supposed to be the guy that took over for Dorian, that was elevated, that took a step up after this trade. That Okay, part of the reason why we felt comfortable trading Dorian is we feel really good about Josh Green stepping into that role. I do I do understand giving Justin Holiday some more time because he's new, trying to fit him in, if they think he's going to be part of the rotation, even if they don't expect Justin Holiday to be like a 30, 35, 40-minute-a-game guy later to give him some extra run right now push josh green down a little bit and then bring him back up but like do that with tim hardaway <laughs> don't do that with josh green that's the thing that i don't understand right now and i just don't get where so i'm i'm a six at this one i'm worried about it i'm not freaking out about it quite yet because he is still playing it's not like he went to dmp cd but yeah, I, yeah. I am worried because I, I don't know what i don't know what jason kid's doing with this 
Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Five. <laughs> right in the right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, let's do a couple off season ones, or or just like oh, aggregate, aggregate all Mavs ones. Mm. Nico Harrison. How worried are you about Nico Harrison? Let's look at the job he's done so far, and project it going forward. Projecting going forward, how worried are you about Nico Harrison? Scale of zero to ten. Um. Two. Wow. Yeah, I'll put it too. Just because I think it, we've seen that he's willing to swing, right? Like we've seen that, and I, I think that is, there's not a, um, I get the Brunson thing will haunt him forever. Like, you know, not for, well, maybe forever, but the Brunson like thing forever so long. Word. The Brunson thing was a failure. Even going back to Donnie Nelson, giving him the four year deal instead of the three, like, or giving him the what was it, yeah. three year deal instead of four year deal, like. Even going back to that, like they've they failed on the organization has failed on Brunson at so many levels. It's hard to just put it on Nico, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then the Nico stuff factors into them not giving him the extension, you know, before the season, mid season. Right. right. I don't. I don't even like hold it against them too much. Trying in the to off trade season. him. Yeah, trying to trade him and all that stuff. I don't hold it as much against him in the off season because I actually do believe some of the stuff of like, hey, he was already going to New York. Doesn't matter what number he was going to, and like all that stuff. But there's no way to know the fact of that. The fact that there is like record, like he wanted to be there and they didn't give him the extension before. I think you do blame him for that because hundred percent. There's no way around that. Um, they could have him at twelve million a year right now. Stop. Um, just made me sick to my stuff. I know. Oh, uh, every time I think about it. But like the the KP trade, that's a swing of a trade. You know, the Kyrie trade, that's a swing of a trade. You know, like he's willing to take the risk, and even like the Jaden Hardy pick. Like, yeah. You know, he made a swing for Christian Wood. It yeah. was just like, hey, we just saw a talent that was basically for free Gettable. that this team was, you know, Houston was trying to, you know, give away. And it's like, hey, we'll take him. And then you still trade up and got your guy taking another swing at talent and Jaden Hardy. So it's like, I, I'm not in all the relationships. I mean, we were talking the other night before the Lakers game. I mean, I watched this dude. I watched Nico before games. I get there a couple hours before tip off and I just watched Nico do his thing. And I mean, when you say literally everybody knows Nico Harrison, everybody knows Nico. Explain I mean, every, <laughs> every player. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, him and Anthony Davis chopping it up a lot. And, you know, like he just knows everybody. So it's like, that's, I, I just, I do trust the relationships. Kyrie talked about when he came in, knowing, Ky you know, Nico and all this stuff like, yeah. Play, so I, I'm not worried about, and it's not like Nico's the only one making decisions. There's a lot of people uh, in that group, even outside of the group that, you know, the Andrew Bakers of the world that are factoring in some of these, you know, some of the stuff. Nico Harrison started, I, I don't like the, well, he turned Porzingis into this, this, and this, like five years later, four trades later, but just looking at, oh, Ni God. just looking at, I, I hate when people, I hate when people do my pet peeves, man. <laughs> but Nico, it's like. <laughs> Nico Harrison started June 2021. In that time, in the aggregate, he's lost Porzingis, Brunson, Dorian, and a 2029 first and four seconds or a bunch of seconds. He's added Kyrie, Bullock, Christian Wood, Jaden Hardy, Davis Bertans. That's kind of the aggregate. Of, and who's still on the team is Luca, Maxi, Dwight, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green. He didn't draft Josh Green. And he's re-signed Luca, Tim Hardaway, and Maxi in that time. It's like those are those basically that's what he's done in his time here. And I think that like that's fine, right? Like I'm not I'm not super worried about it. I'm at like a four because I'm at a four because 
I'm nervous about some of the role players he seems to be getting, right? Like to keep Tim Hardaway at that number, Christian Woods seems to have not worked out, to have to send Dorian in that deal, not finding another wing. That's the center thing with JaVale McGee just has not worked out. I don't even know if I blame, I don't even know if I blame him for the JaVale McGee thing anymore because of how bad he's been. Well, I want to see what role players he wants to put around Luca. He hit on the Bullock thing. That was a huge hit. That was like a huge hit that he, he got at the beginning of, of his, his time. He signed him in free agency, but like there hasn't been some, there hasn't been singles, like just hit a single, right? Just give me like a solid guy that can play some, some minutes, you know, here and there. And there still, still believing in Josh. I think that's one thing. Uh, you know, they could have traded Josh if they wanted to, but I want to see, I want to see the next round of role players alongside yes. Luca because a lot of these right. guys he inherited. Like he inherited Tim. He inherited, but he resigned uh, well, him. He resigned him. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Maxi, Dwight Powell, these, these guys. Um, you know, Dorian, he obviously shipped off and stuff, but like, I want to see who some of these. Yeah, like who's the next role player that they trade for? Right. That, you know, is going to play along cities. Oh, what monster. what kind of Yeah, what kind of big does he go after? Uh will it be a rotation big. How does he view that center rotation? We'll we'll see. Right now it's Dwight Powell in the year of our Lord. <laughs> can, can just get Miles Turner. Miles Miles Turner, Luca and Kyrie and just put whoever else around you. You're winning a title. We I did a time capsule with my son the other day and we put it in the ground and I put on there Dwight Powell's the starting center and I can't <laughs> when my son graduates and goes to college, um, we're gonna open it up. And he's like, What? Dwight was the center back then? <laughs> I know Dwight Powell. I have his jersey. He's still the center now. <laughs> um let's do this this last one quickly here. All right. Worried meter, scale of zero to ten. Kyrie Irving, free agency. He's a f- unrestricted. What are you worried about? Unrestricted free agent after this year. Which direction do you want to go? Up, up to you. <laughs> do you want to go worried leaving or worried? Ma- worried. He's what are you? Get the what max, are you? Max what are you? What are you, Isaac Harris, specifically worried about? Uh, I mean, him leaving, yeah, and him just wanting to go, you know, to L.A. Uh, or Phoenix. I mean, that's the. You make a trade like that for a guy. Um, you give up first, you know, first round pick. You trade, you know, Dorian, Dimity. You know, it's like you make that trade because you want to keep him here. And I get it. You know, the cap space is the is the fallback stuff. But yeah, it's gonna be a big bummer if he, you know he just walks for nothing. Now there are plenty of scenarios that he could go somewhere else, and there's some sign and trade stuff and all that. But still, you know, I, I think the goal would be to bring you know, to bring him back, but unless things just tank, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the year and the worry meter goes up and, uh, yeah, as long as Kyrie's playing basketball on the basketball floor with Luca, um, <laughs> I'm not as worried. I will get worried about the pairing. If, uh, some things happen, you know, off the court and all that. I'm at a two because there's always some, there's always something out there. Like it's, it's that thing in the back of your mind. It's like, uh, I got to do my taxes. You know, it's like something in the back of your mind. Like, ah, oh, I got to, got to remember to do that long-term. Type, I didn't even give a number long-term type thing, but this, there's always something there, but I can't get myself worked up about it just yet. Oh, I'm definitely higher than that. Where that he's going to leave. Yeah. I'm probably like six or seven, but I can't get, I can't bring myself to, to be actively worried about it just yet. I don't want to think about it too much, but it's like, Hey, where are we at right now? I'm just, yeah. Better at suppressing my worry. I'm Ask me in like three weeks, whenever the Mavs go like you know ten and two, and 
Like, hey. Yeah, you'll feel totally different. <laughs> Although with Kyrie, it's always, you never know. You just never know. No, he's like Kawhi. You don't know. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs and being part of the show. Go listen to Lockdown NBA game to game. Go listen to Lockdown NBA today. It's me and Pat, the designer. We talk about KD. We'll talk about some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, go listen to Patty D. He's the reason to tune in. We'll have some fun on it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.